previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So nobody ever got another lawyer anywhere? She must be very good at what she does for a man to fly her in for a massage. All the massage parlors we got in Houston, and you flying in one from Atlanta? Now we know that he aspires to be sued and exploited by masseuses from San Diego. You believe in that conspiracy, but if you believe in another conspiracy, you're just totally off. Meanwhile, you're waiting for the day that the real inauguration is going to take place. She's built that program from the ground up. She knows who she is. She's an African-American woman. She lets you know that in case you for some reason don't know. She's proud of it. The NCAA has dropped the ball for women's sports for years. What a blatant example of disregard. I'd rather you just not give them anything. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You roll. Ladies and gentlemen, start of our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on an Easter weekend in which we celebrate the final four. But welcome aboard. I'm excited about this one. Thank you for joining in. If this is your first time, a couple things we want to remind you of. And if you've heard this and not acted on it, we hope that you do. First and foremost, go to wadeswordproductions.com. Wadeswordproductions.com and uh, listen to past episodes. Subscribe to the email list. Get familiar with us and what we do each and every time out. Also, uh, while you, I don't know how you found us, glad you have. Like, subscribe, comment on any of the uh, formats that you find us. If it's on Spotify, if it's on Apple Podcasts, wherever you found us, tune in, SoundCloud, please comment. We read those comments and we respond to those comments and uh, make note of those. So uh, while you're listening, please subscribe. Make sure you catch up with every episode. So uh, when we one drops, you guys will automatically know it. In addition to that, I have a 24-hour-a-day sports line for you guys and where you can uh, call, leave a message, uh, leave uh, a question, a comment, whatever, a, an inquiry of some sort, uh, 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. And if I sound excited, it's because I am. And I'll tell you more about that in just a little bit. But uh, I also want to remind you on social media, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. Please become a part of that so you can be interactive. And when I pose my We the People questions, my poll questions, you guys will be familiar and can uh, chime in and make your vote heard, which that's a big deal these days, having your vote heard. I believe each listener has a vote. Regardless of how long it takes you, if someone hands you water while you are voting in the Sports Talk with Devin Wade polls, you should have the right to have water and a short wait and 24 hours a day you can vote. There you go. That's where I am with all of that. And, of course, on Twitter at Wade's Word. Coming up this time out, our guy King T, Terrence Harris, he's back. And uh, we'll talk about Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about the Final Four, maybe a little bit of baseball. You never know when uh, King T comes around, but we'll have an opportunity to hear from him. We'll get into a few headlines, uh, maybe a Lamont Award, maybe a little bit of a cheer, a pep rally kind of thing, uh, because I'm excited about something that's coming up. Uh, but you never know. And uh, we also will have a mix 
and we will have a word from our sponsor. So with all of that, let's get into some headlines. In headlines, if you know me, you know exactly where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the Final Four and the University of Houston Cougars playing Baylor in the Final Four in just a couple of hours. So this is right before tip-off. You'll have an opportunity to hear this. So I'm just giddy with excitement, and I'll tell you why. Not because I am the biggest U of H fan these days, but what happens with U of H in the Final Four, it taps into a nostalgia that happened when I was a kid. Because among my favorite teams ever of any sport at any in any era were the 1982 through 1984 Houston Cougars. Five Slammer Jammer and pre-Five Slammer Jammer. I know that I've talked about it on some sort of way. It's come up on the podcast through the years. But my favorite players, Drexler, Young, Misha, Akeem, not Hakeem, but Akeem Olajuwon, Reed Geddes, David Rose, Lyndon Rose. I mean, just the whole team were, I mean, Ricky Winslow later on, Rob Williams leading the way. Man, it was it, was it man. Those were my guys. And it was because it was at a crucial time. I was, what, a 10, 11, 12, or something like that, when uh, the team really was rolling. Love Guy V. Lewis and a checkered towel that he had. I mean, just that's when college basketball was at its absolute peak. It was, it was never better than those times in the 80s when the Big East started to emerge. You had the Southwest Conference. And it was just, it was great. It really, really was great, and it's so wonderful to have the University of Houston representing again. Kelvin Sampson has done a tremendous job. He's Native American. He's Lumbee, and that is of some personal significance to me without me going into it, but I know a lot about the Lumbees and the Coharies. I know about those tribes, see? Uh, and But, again, I'm beyond all of that, uh, the third war school right across the street uh, from Texas Southern. So, uh, same neighborhood. They're representing the H. They're doing it for the Trey. I'm telling you, man, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, we can get into whether or not we think that they're going to win. I personally think that right now Gonzaga is rolling. I don't know if anybody can beat Gonzaga. But a lot of people think if there's a team that can beat Gonzaga, it's Baylor. Problem is, I think University of Houston is going to beat Baylor. This defense and that offensive rebounding that this team has displayed, I just hope that the guys, both Grimes and Sasser, are hot from the perimeter. And I hope that they can get something off the bench. Fabian White and those guys. I mean, I'm just, I think this is going to be a great game. It's a throwback to the Southwest Conference. So, so again, that is something that is exciting to me. So, again, it's a big, big deal. I'm looking forward to it. A couple years ago when the Final Four was here, I was there for that. And it's just its a wonderful thing. And there's a lot of ugly sides to collegiate athletics. Um, and we talk a little bit about that with Terrence Harris. But all of these players entering the transfer portal and the coaches that, oh, this their work, they, 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 they're at work at their dream job only – to be offered a job and five minutes later take that job. So that's going on in baseball. Baseball got underway. Excited about that. Major League Baseball underway. The Astros 2-0. and And Zach Granke got him off to a great start. And the offense just dominated the Oakland A's that won the AL West last year. Let's not forget that in that abbreviated season. Now, of course, the uh, Astros came back and beat them <laughs> and defeated them in the playoffs. 
went to the ALCS. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And because of my 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 phone provider, I've got the hookup on watching Major League Baseball every game, which is free for if you belong to this same company. So that's a big big deal. Now Major League Baseball also has pulled their All Star game away from Atlanta because of new legislation from the state legislature uh, for in Georgia dealing with uh, voter what well, what will result in voter inconvenience at least and at worst voter suppression so that's going on and I will comment on that as I climb aboard my soapbox Deshaun Watson now the uh, civil litigants against him are up to 21 in addition to that 18 have come out Rusty Harden has released a list of 18 that have exonerated him or sort of uh, came to his defense saying that he was a great uh, uh, client no problems no no issues at all so uh, that's going on so with that, I want to get into our conversation with Terrence Harris so we can talk to him and get his thoughts on so many things. And then we'll get into my soapbox and maybe even a Lamont Award on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. King T is back again with the new topic. As promised, King T is back aboard and we have quite a lot to talk about since the last time he has been on. First and foremost, man, a happy Easter weekend to you. Oh, man, thank you very much. Same to you, my brother. Same to you. Well, any any Easter egg hunts, any big plans, or are we still exercising COVID precautions? Well, you know, no, we, we, we're doing our thing amongst the family. You know, so my daughter's in town this weekend from college, so we hanging out, doing the family kind of stuff, and just having a good time. Well, that's awesome. Well, you have a lot to uh, to digest, not only uh, on your Easter menu, but on the sports menu, as, of course, it's Final Four weekend, opening weekend for baseball, a lot going on politically in the world of sports. Man, Deshaun Watson, let's start with Deshaun. Hadn't had an opportunity to really talk to you a lot about that. What's your take on the situation with Deshaun Watson at this point? Now, just to catch folks up, 21 folks have filed civil lawsuits against him. And as of last night, HPD said they are investigating a complaint. So finally, HPD is entering the the conversation here. And Rusty Harden, for his part, welcomes the investigation because now it reveals the names uh, or the name of a complainant so he can do the research and actually know the identity of this person. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, what's your take on uh, this entire thing? Well, I'm, I'm kind of with Rusty. This is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. I wanted to see the HPD get involved because, I mean, I wanted to see uh, an objective investigation take place because right now, I mean, you're hearing all of these things and, it, and it's just a lot. To, it's a lot to absorb. It's a lot to really just say. Okay, I believe this. I mean, you know, I, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in innocent till proven guilty. And and I just, I don't know where this thing is at. I mean, I, I, I recognize the numbers are large, 21 people, this, that, and the other. But I also, you know, without HPD, without a criminal charge being filed, I mean, there's a reason to have some doubt about what's going on and maybe even why it's going on. Yeah, a lot of folks, I've been hearing a lot of feedback. What On the streets, what are you hearing? I mean, when you keep your ear to the streets, what are the streets saying? 
Well, I mean, I think people are just naturally thinking, oh, man, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of women saying kind of the same thing and this, that, and the other. I mean, and so, you know, you, you got people saying that. But, I mean, I think you also have some folks who are looking at this, uh, you know, from the perspective of being a black man in America and knowing how this thing can kind of snowball on you, and especially when you're talking about potential for millions and millions of dollars, and you don't want to just automatically dismiss anybody's claims of being wrongfully done or, or sexually assaulted because those are serious, serious charges. But at the same time, I mean, man, you're talking about the idea that this has been going on for years and, and, and there had been not even a word of this until a couple of weeks ago when the first lawsuit was filed. And then all of a sudden we keep, you know, we've had now 20 other women say this, say the same thing. And, and we hadn't heard not a word of this. I mean, up until now, not, not a murmur, not a charge. I mean, and some of these charges are, are very, very serious. They're saying that this guy sexually assaulted them. I mean, you go to the police after that. I don't care who it is. So do you think there's a way that this will be resolved by August? And if not, what do you think ultimately the NFL is going to do in this situation? Well, if it's not resolved, I think the NFL will co will, will cover the Texans by putting them on the, the, that commissioner's exempt list. But if this thing if comes to any type of resolution and he's found to have done anything that, that you know, is questionable, I mean, I, I could honestly see a scenario where the Houston Texans go ahead and void his contract and, and then move on. I mean, I don't see a, I don't see a scenario where Deshaun Watson ever suits up for the Houston Texans ever again. I, th I think that ship is, has sailed. And I think it's gotten further, you know, further away the deeper we've gone into all of these accusations. So I think that his career as a Houston Texan is definitely over. I want to uh, change up a little bit. And before we get into what's going on in Major League Baseball, which I'm excited about MLB and I'm glad that it's back. But I want to talk about the thing that I'm most excited about, the Final Four, the Houston Cougars reaching the Final Four. And I know you're not a native Houstonian. So you, you can't quite understand the depth of my my love for Fire Slammer Jam and how this harkens back to my childhood, man. I loved the Fire Slammer Jam of Cougars. And it started in 82, which was sort of pre, technically pre-Fire Slammer Jam, but those Rob Williams teams that went to the Final Four, then Dream and, and Drexler and Young and Misha. What's your take? I mean, you're in Houston now. What are you uh, hearing? What are you, are you feeling some of the nostalgic energy around the University of Houston Cougars? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because I live so far away. I mean, I'm over here in Jersey Village, so I'm, I'm kind of far away from it. You know, but I but I, I feel it. I mean, I hear it. I don't know what it was like, obviously, back then, the five-time slammer days because I wasn't here or anywhere near here. But, I mean, but definitely you can feel the city being excited and, want, and wanting the best for U of H. But, I mean, I think that this collection of players, they don't carry that same cachet in terms of names, name recognition that, you know, you had when you had a Drexler, you had a Young, you know, you had a King. I think it's different. I mean, you know, we all know Quentin Grimes because Quentin's a, a local kid. You know, we know Fabian White because Fabian seemed like he's been there forever. It's a different kind of feel to it. But I believe that, you know, like if they win tonight, I really think that they're going to capture the imagination of the entire city. And that's when you're going to see this thing just go overboard as we get ready for Monday. Yeah, and it was a different time, and, and I don't think that in college football, or in college basketball, or football really for that matter, especially in college basketball, I don't think people really, if you really remember how huge college basketball was, where these guys were household names.
like a Patrick Ewing was a I mean, he out the gate he was such a a household name and a celebrity for what he had done in Georgetown. I mean, everybody in the country was. You can see documentaries and they talk about everybody wearing Georgetown gear. I mean, with it, it bled in the pop culture in a way that I don't think it can anymore because of all of the changes. Obviously, things change. A lot of the one and dones and all of those things. Let's get to the actual final four though let me ask you about the matchups i don't know how much you've covered college basketball this season and i have to admit i hadn't i've watched u of h more than i have in years because they've been on on television a lot but by and large i hadn't watched a lot of college basketball and of course you had the COVID interruptions uh, that affected baylor and other programs uh, have you seen any of these teams what are you what's your take on these uh two games this afternoon well i mean i've, I've watched i mean i've, I've watched U of H obviously is kind of like you. I mean, you know, we 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 see them a lot. Um, you know, I, I watch Baylor. I mean, I, I know what Baylor can do. I I love the way that Scott Drew has these guys playing. I mean, and, and like I said, like defensively, I think this is going to be the toughest matchup that U of H has faced all season. And and I think you know it's going to be real interesting to see the chess match and how Kelvin moves his guys or tries to outmaneuver what what Baylor does so well. And I mean, and they will, they're going to come in and put the clamps on these guys. So, you know, you know, you're going to have to come with something a little bit different. So I hope that they spent their week really preparing for what they're about to face. Cause it's going to be real. Then on the other side of the bracket, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I look at Gonzaga and I'm just like, Hmm, I don't know. I mean, because it's, it's so much about them that we haven't seen. We don't know. They play in the, what the big sky, whatever that is. We can't name one or two other teams out of that, that league. But yet they're the number one overall seed. Do they deserve that? But then their face, I mean, they got a gift. They got a team. Keep in mind, UCLA is an 11th seed, and they are they were also a play-in game. For they're a play-in team. Yeah, a first four team. No doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, so what, what kind of gift is that? But at the same time, UCLA, they, they're long and they can play. Those two guys that they have, man, they can fill it up. So I think, you know, we're going to see Gonzaga really, really be challenged. Well, I think, and uh, just sort of looking at what they've done, the top talent, and I think they're on a streak where they won twelve in a row by 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 like twenty or more, some 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 ridiculous number. Yeah. Uh, they're running it up, and they're as dominant. I think what has hurt Gonzaga is their past failures in past tournaments, and nobody quite taking them serious because they've been they've had good teams for years and years, but they haven't been able to close the deal. And so I, I think that's sort of uh, everybody for, for the longest was like wait and see, but I think going into to this weekend a lot of the popular uh sentiment is that these guys are gonna run away with it uh, but you know anything can happen in ncaa tournament uh circle i mean just go back to 1983 uh, obviously there was no chance that the cougars were supposed to lose to north carolina state you look at 85 there was no way georgetown was supposed to lose to uh to villanova you look at unlv they shouldn't have lost to duke you know, I which I think they threw that game, but that's a different story. <laughs> I, always, I always have a conspiracy theory about that game because that team, that UNLV team with Stacey Ogman and Larry Johnson and Anderson Hunt and Greg Anthony, that team was incredible. But I, I digress. It should be a whole lot of fun. You and I talked off the air about the all of the players entering the the transfer portal we're at 1100 players that are looking to leave their school and go to another school what do you think that does for college basketball 
Well, I mean, I, what I what I think it does is it it, it kind of hurts it a little bit in the sense that the little guys really get exposed to here because th- that's where a lot of these players are coming from. They're coming from these smaller schools where they play well and they feel like, okay, I've proven myself, so let me go, let me put myself back in this whole recruiting process all over again so that I can get on a bigger stage. And so, you know, that's that's a little bit disappointing. I like the transfer portal to be more of a place that you go when things aren't work, quite working out well for you where, wherever you are. And then you maybe you feel like, okay, I need to go somewhere else. I have a chance to go somewhere else where I might be able to prove myself. But, you know, you got guys who are using the, the transfer portal saying, hey, hey, I outplay where I'm at, where I am right now. And I just don't think that that's really what it was all, all about. I mean, it's become sort of like a, a form of free agency in a, in, in a way, if you will. And I don't know that that's what, what college basketball should necessarily be about. Yeah, because I don't know that that'll ever breed any kind of love or sort of uh, any kind of connection with these universities. Uh, I always go back to, and you and I talked about this as well, uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went to the University of Texas. You would never, ever know it because, again, he's not really connected with that program. And I don't think um, that the public or or UT grads necessarily connect him with UT. And I don't think Durant necessarily connects himself with the University of Texas. He was only there for a few months and then, of course, one and done. Uh, So I think – you lose the spirit of college basketball, but obviously everybody is for the players having the flexibility when you have coaches that can up and leave and lie to you and make a commitment in your living room and say, I'll, I'll, like Chris Beard for Texas Tech saying, oh, my dream job is Texas Tech. And it took him, what, 15 minutes to change his mind and go to UT? <laughs> so, right. Like literally well, like, I mean, you know, no time at all. You know, he didn't go back and forth. He didn't need a night to decide. He decided on the spot. What, what, what he didn't tell y'all was that the Texas Tech was his daydream job. <laughs> See, he left he left that part off. I mean, the, the Texas was his dream job. Yeah, but Tech was his daydream job. <laughs> so and there's a difference there, you know. It just seems to be no your word. They they shouldn't even word your the word commitment shouldn't be used in anything when it pertains to to college because you sign a, a letter of commitment. What commitment? What for a few months? You know, what does that mean? You know, so I don't know. I think for me, it's just more, I just feel nostalgic for the days going by where you kind of, you knew these teams for two or three years. I mean, you got to really, really know these guys. And like I said, they were household names. And I mean, obviously college basketball will never be that. And I think the NBA game suffers because of that as well. I really yeah. do because the more college experience you get, the better you are. Want to go shift gears and and talk about baseball? The Astros two and zero on the season. They beat the team that won the division last year, the Oakland A's. Uh, and so so far so good with the bats. The pitching uh, a little shaky right now, but baseball's off to a great well, start. Well, I mean, here's here's my thing with that is, I mean, pitching last night was a little shaky. I mean, I mean, but Granky on the on the on opening day, he was. He was fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, but you, but the thing that you have to really be encouraged by right now, I think, with the Astros is, is the offense. I mean, because, as you know, I mean, every year it seems like that becomes an issue at some point and a challenge. You know, and, and it's just two games in, so let, let's not get too excited, guys. And let's not put them in the World Series. But at the same time, I mean, I like what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm liking, you know, what Bergman's doing. I like I, I liked Uncle Mike and, and you know opening night. I mean and what he did 
going three for four at the plate. You know, you got reason to be encouraged by, you know, what, what the possibilities are. And I always, I'm always going to root for a team that, that Dusty Baker is managing. Dusty Baker was asked this week, uh, of course, uh, MLB pulls the um, the Major League Baseball All-Star game out of Atlanta and out of the state of Georgia due to new laws passed that w- were designed, uh, that are designed to suppress the vote, essentially, uh, in the state of Georgia. Some uh, ridiculous provisions connected to that. What, what's your take on the MLB pulling the game out of Atlanta? I say good for MLB. I mean, you know, and I hope that not other, not just sports, but I hope other corporations and, 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 and other entities that are planning conventions and conferences and planning to spend major money in Atlanta also follow suit and don't do business with them. If you can't honor and respect our most basic right to be able to vote, you know, then, you know, nobody, need, we, we don't need to do business with Atlanta. We need to stay away. What do you say for like with with states like or well, there's several states that have pending legislation? Do you think the state of Texas will pay attention to that at all? They'll just plow forward and ignore that. And you know what do you do if you are baseball or or even say the swag or uh, other teams that have big major games in states and in locations where the government, uh, the, the state government, is really combating voters' rights? What what do you do here in this situation? Well, I think this state will, will continue to be arrogant. I think this state will, will continue to be aloof because, I mean, Texas, for whatever reason, thinks that it's really not a part of the United States. You know, I, I mean, somehow that, that part just con- continues to get lost on the state. So I completely see them go ahead and forge and forward with violating, you know, v- voting laws and, and, and anything else that they might want to do. And, they, and, and, damn, and damn be it. That people may pull out, but I mean, but I think cities like Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio could definitely be hurt in terms of tourism, in terms of conventions and conferences that like to come this way. If people say, "Hey, we don't want to go there," or concert, you know, concert events, things of that nature, say, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna avoid Texas." I think that you know the people will be hurt, but I think the state will still continue to do what it does. And what's unfortunate for a lot of people around the country, they think, okay, how Texas is this one way. But you have to understand that these districts have been so gerrymandered that they have maneuvered and positioned themselves in disproportionate power. You look at states like North Carolina and other states where the, the way they draw the district lines are just so screwed up that it's designed to maximize their legislative abilities in state houses. And so, you know, there are a lot of levels to this, but I'm excited that Major League Baseball did this because at the end of the day, this is not a, a Republican or Democratic issue. This is about, do you believe in democracy? Do you believe that every man has a right to vote and provide the least restrictive environment possible where every man and woman uh, has an opportunity to have their voice heard in at the ballot box. So we'll have to see what happens with that. It's a, it's, it's a thing. So what do you see happening moving forward? Well, I mean, I think that like, and I think some of the States, I mean, that, you know, maybe leaning towards this way may, may also kind of look at this and, and look at their bottom line, because at the end of the day, it's, a, it's all about you hit them where it hurts and, and, it, and it tends to hurt the most when it, when it's the wallet. And so I think that, you know, you're going to get the attention of Georgia. You're going to get the attention of North Carolina and places like that, that are going to say, oh, oh, we could lose the NCAA tournament. We can lose whatever, you know, the soup, you know, maybe a Super Bowl. 
because now all of the other sports teams have to be looking at what what MLB did, and they may say, "Hey, we're not we're not going to go that way anymore." You right. know, I mean, and so I mean, I think that it could make them realize that we could be left out, and and it could hurt us financially. So you know, let's you know move away from this. But I think there's such arrogance, and there's such concern about power. I mean, because let's let's keep in mind, you know, this guy lost the presidency largely because of what happened in Georgia, right. you know. And so I think that, you know, that's that's where this is coming from. There was a real loss of power. So what are you writing these days? What have you been working on? Well, you know, I've, I've been doing a little bit of everything. I mean, obviously the Deshaun Watson situation is huge. Uh, the NCAA the Final Four has been huge for us. I mean, we've been writing about that both on the men and the women's side. Um, you know, we'll you know we'll continue to take a look at at the Texans going forward and how they're how they're forming and coming together. I mean, and, w- and what this thing is going to look like going forward. Uh, so you know, I mean, and, and then you got the Rockets. I mean, you know, what's going to happen with them? Yeah, it's a lot going on, man. And then we didn't even get to the seventeen game schedule, but that's some something we can put on the agenda for next time out. How can folks reach you on social media if they want to read more of you and uh, interact with you? How do they reach out? Well, you know, you can always come over to the Defender Network and, and, and check out my work there. You can also, um, you know, go to Twitter. I mean, my, my Twitter page, at Terrence Harris, and check me out because I post everything that I do there. So, I mean, come check me out, say what's up, follow me if you want, and I'll follow you back. Well, hey, man, we certainly appreciate it and hope you have a safe and happy Easter, and we'll catch up with you real soon. All right, man, let's do it. For past episodes or more content, go to wadeswordproductions.com. With that, going to take a brief time out here from our sponsor, CoBank Homes, and our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832-757-7950. Cobank Homes through Keller Williams. If you're a DJ, and, or if you know a DJ, if you are a fledgling artist and you want your music heard on the podcast, hit us up, music at wadeswordproductions.com. Email us, 
music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. We'll play uh, a snippet or an extended portion of a mix at the halfway point. And at the end of the podcast, we'll play a larger portion of that mix or an entire track. So, again, uh, hey, I've got DJ Anarchy holds it down for his episode in and out. And he's doing his thing in a major way in and around the city of Houston. But I'm sure he travels. Just hit him up on Instagram, DJ Anarchy, or you can find him on SoundCloud. And you can check out what he's doing. So, with that, I want to remind folks about LiberaPay. And if you want to make a contribution to the podcast, you certainly can. Go to LiberaPay.com and look for the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast and uh, set up a financial contribution. Anything, anything. What it does, though, it affirms your interaction and your commitment to the podcast. And it also affords us an opportunity to put more resources into what we do. We want to get bigger and better and expand and try different things. And with us coming out of COVID, we'll be doing some remotes and all sorts of things. So I look forward to that. That's coming up. But we need your help and your support. And the way to do that is going to LiberaPay.com and searching for the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And they'll set you up. Everything is safe. Everything is secure. And you can make a contribution right there. So that's going on. Also in the world of music, hey, man, prayers up for DMX. Apparently he had a, uh, a drug overdose last night uh he's in pretty bad shape by all accounts so let's pray well i'm praying for him hopefully he can come out of that and get some of the help he needs not only with the substance stuff but seems like he's had some emotional problems for many many years as an outsider looking in i don't know but i tell you what nobody killed more people on record than dmx or or in a more gruesome way when i first heard him well i i I mean i will say with the ghetto boys they had a lot of uh, homicides on wax, <laughs> but DMX, DMX was brutal. I don't know if you're a DMX fan or not, but that dude was brutal. He said, don't make me put you where nobody can smell you. Like he's going to, not only is he going to, to eliminate you, he's going to put you in a place where no one can smell your remains. <laughs> I mean, this is some hard nose, hard nose stuff, but nonetheless. Let me digress. Hopefully, he will come out of this and get well soon. So, talking about the matchup today with Baylor. Baylor has, well, for U of H. Baylor has a three-headed monster guard. So, they have the the best guard play. And, again, this is not my opinion. These are the experts who follow these guys uh, since, uh, you know, October or whenever they tipped off. But Houston, what they do, you talk about DeJean Giroux. An amazing young man out of New Orleans. Just a he, This guy may play himself into the NBA without much offense. This dude is such a solid defender, high-energy guy. All of the, the, the Cougars are high-energy defensive guys. It takes a special kind of player to play in that program. And I don't mean just with talent. You have to be committed to to hustling and to running down rebounds and to being aggressive and to being handsy and to stay committed to fight possession in and possession out. This team has led the NCAA in the opposition's field goal percentage. They're the number one in defending teams offensively and making sure that they shoot a low percentage. I want to say the number is 39%. 39% is also a significant number because that is that is the percentage of rebounds that they get uh, out of first shots. So they are a second-chance team 
when it comes to points because they haven't shot. They don't normally shoot well, and they really haven't shot well in this tournament. Last time out, they only shot 39%, but again, they had so many offensive rebounds. <clears throat> Nearly 40% of their missed shots were rebounded by the Cougars. So uh, that is going to be a key this afternoon. If Sasser can get going, if Quentin Grimes can do his thing, uh, Gorm maybe can give him some energy and maybe a few baskets on the interior. Then you bring in a guy like Fabian White. I, I think I think they got a chance. And again, it, it harkens back to the old days of the Southwest Conference. So that's going on, and that's how I feel about that. But while I'm uh, on one, let me climb aboard my soapbox. When we are together, we got power. And now it's time to get on the soapbox. Climbing aboard my soapbox, I want to really go back to Georgia and to baseball. Major League Baseball making a courageous move in removing the All-Star game from the state of Georgia. State House in Georgia, They uh, and again, uh, Governor Kemp, who many say stole him stealing uh, the gubernatorial race a few years ago, really is what led to Trump losing Georgia. Let me, let me take it back a little bit. So he ran against uh, Kemp, who's the current governor. He won that race in a highly contested race, very razor-thin race versus Stacey Abrams. And there was a lot of voter suppression, a lot of shenanigans that went on. And Abrams, although she didn't, she didn't concede that he won, she did step away for the greater good of the state of Georgia. And instead of her being bitter, and angry and uh, out there just spewing all sorts of chaotic noise she focused her energy on something positive and that was to register what i think a million new voters in the state of georgia and those efforts were so instrumental in turning georgia blue now again whether you are democrat or republican whatever because i you know everybody loves sports and everybody doesn't agree on these things but what what she did it changed the world it really did because all of a sudden all of these new voters showed up and made their presence felt subsequently georgia the the state of georgia was lost in the presidential election and that was one of the major contributing factors a shocking contributing factor to joe biden winning the presidency so that happened in Georgia. And because of that, and because of the conspiracy that somehow the election was stolen, that the Republican House and the governor set forth to make a, a 100 page, I think it was 98 pages of new laws uh, in which uh, they say this is to protect the election and the election process, the voting process where there has been no substantial evidence of voter fraud. It's just not there. And, I mean, all of the lawsuits were thrown out. It's just not there. So things like the one that stood out the most is that you can't, uh, in these long lines where people wait up to eight hours to vote, and sometimes more, you can't bring them water. It's a, it's a crime now. It's against the law to give someone water. And they've done, it, there were 16 specific points pointed out in a new york times article that really can have an effect on voting in the state of georgia moving forward but georgia's not alone texas they have legislation moving along that will do some of the same things 
drive-in voting, some of the drop boxes, all, all of these things. It is root. It comes down to one question. That's nonpartisan. It's not a partisan question. The question is, do you believe that every eligible American should be able to vote? That's all. It, that's what it boils down to. It's not about who you vote for. Do you have the right to vote? And if enough people aren't voting for your party or for your candidates, instead of gerrymandering and doing some of the other voter suppression tactics, why don't you come up with a better mousetrap? If you believe in free markets for our society, why not free markets as it pertains to our elections? Let the voters decide. And so I see a lot of people, oh, it's cancel culture, it's this and that, and you hear people on one side of the aisle complaining, but it's not a partisan issue if you believe in America. And so I think that we need to revisit basic civics and understand our history and understand why it's important. If The most unique and special thing about us is that we are such a tremendous democracy. And if we aren't that, then what are we? So again, read your history books, learn civics. It's important. It really is important to know why it's important that every single person have the right to vote. That's what makes America, America. I mean, we've seen attempts throughout our history. I mean, first it was landowners. And then of course, with all the Jim Crow laws, poll taxes, all those things designed to keep black people from voting. Why don't you come up with policies and ideas and concepts that appeal to a broader base of people? So that's that's all I'm saying. Do you believe in America or you don't? It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. Do you believe in America or don't you? So I applaud all of the corporate entities that spoke out against this. And I really think it's a, a wonderful thing that Major League Baseball got involved. Let's see who else gets involved and let's see what impact it has on Maybe not in Georgia, but on preventing other legislation around the country designed to suppress voter turnout. So, again, it's not partisan. We just want everybody to vote. With that, I'm going to, uh, I got to get my face paint ready. So, I got to go get my red and white face paint ready. So, no Lamar Award. But before I let go, before I let go. Before I let go, I want to remind you guys, go to go to LaBearPay.com and make a contribution. Look for Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Sign up and uh, make, us, uh, make us a part of your, uh, your causes. Root for us. Help us so we can grow and grow and get bigger and better. Also, go to WadesWordProductions.com. Subscribe to the email list. Wherever you listen, please subscribe, comment. And, of course, you can call me. Please call me, 832-941-6614, 832-941-6614. And, of course, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group, the group on Facebook and on Twitter at WadesWord. Want to thank my man Terrence Harris, DJ Anarchy, Kobe Home. I want to thank you guys, and I want you to remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.